Red on Red. This week on the podcast, we're joined by singer-songwriter Eve Clegg ahead of her appearance at Quiet Lights Festival this Friday night at Collins. Filling in the line 
Thought there was nothing left to find I'd accepted my fate It didn't suit me anyway To be promised just to one That didn't sound like much fun Then you swam to my hook And had me with just one look You tugged on the rope And there was just no hope for me down my guard and started swimming with the sharks thought I'd live to the last cause life was going by so fast I thought if this is as good as it gets I'll try to build a life that the world won't forget I'll be sure to impress all the people I haven't met done with that You pulled me off course And taught me about so much more You opened my hands And filled them with richer plans Oh, you pulled me aside And poured the world in my eyes Oh, you showed me a path You gave me a chance Plague with Hide in Full View and Mita Houlihan with Half of This Light playing a double header this Friday night as part of the first night of Quiet Lights a new festival for folk traditional and experimental music in Cork City and tickets 10 euro at the door this is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and redextra.ie we're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts Spotify and wherever else you listen. I'm Mike McGrath-Ryan, and this week we're joined on the phone by singer-songwriter Eve Clegg, ahead of her appearance at Quiet Lights Festival, happening at venues across the city and county this weekend. How's it going, Eve? Pretty good, yeah. How are you? <laughs> Grand now. Thanks a million for coming on to the show. Before we get into it, coming up this Saturday, November 23rd, Red on Red will be making its own live debut at Winthrop Avenue, a new intimate space at the side of the Cypress Avenue complex. At 5pm, we'll be talking with rapper, spoken word artist, improv musician and educator Ophelia McCabe, telling her story from the leading edge of various rebirths and reincarnations of Irish hip-hop over the past 17 years. Suggested donation is €5. And at 7pm, also as part of Quiet Lights Festival, we're talking to music documentarian Miles O'Reilly of Arbutus Yarns about his lives as a musician, a videographer, 
a music videographer, as well as getting into the rebirth of the legendary This Ain't No Disco. Free in and for more info on Quiet Lights, point your browser at quietlights.net. Eve, as we mentioned earlier, you're helping with the proceedings for night one at Collins with Mita Houlihan, which, what are your thoughts heading into this one? Um, yeah, I think it would be a really good one. Cause, um, I haven't done a court gig in a while. And uh, yeah, the fact that it's another girl from Tony Kilty as well, um, kind of nice to showcase our music in Cork. Particularly in a venue like Collins as well, which would be so intimate and so yeah. kind of just in line with everything Quiet Lights is about and, you know, Hopefully, has has yeah. its own vibe as well and has been supporting folk for so long. But it's nice that you mentioned Clonakilty. Um, you know, you're from a musical family in Clonakilty. Your brother Sam is also active on the scene. Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about growing up in Clonakilty, um, an outpost in its own right for music with Debarras and what have you. Uh, talk to us about kind of music in Clonakilty growing up and your earliest musical experiences? Oh, yeah. Growing up was great. Um, there's this festival there every year called the Guitar Festival. Mm. Um, I've been playing there the last two years with my original band. It's yeah. been really nice. And, uh, yeah, my my um, family from Liverpool come down every year, which is kind of nice too. And um, some of my dad's friends from Belgium who are also musicians come down. Yeah. And they're they're like ragtime guitar players as well. So it's always amazing to see amazing uh, world class uh, acoustic guitar players because mm. uh, I I play myself. In terms of the kind of growing up in Clonakilty, where De Barres is down the road, and as you mentioned yourself, kind of growing up around musicians, um, talk to us a little bit about how you kind of came across, you know your own thing, what you're into, because obviously, you know, when you're younger, your parents are your DJ, and as you grow up, you start to experience things for yourself, you start to branch out into different styles of music. Talk to us a little bit, I suppose, about, you know, you coming into your own element, first of all, as a listener, and uh, your earliest experiences then as a player. Yeah, I think as a listener, it's, it, always, it always had been uh, Amy Winehouse for me. Um, I think uh, she came on the scene when I was around, like, um, 12, I'd, I'd say. And I just thought she was amazing. And the fact that she also plays guitar as well. Um, um, what's this? Yeah, there was this other thing that happened every Sunday in Clon. And it was like a Sunday session. Yeah. And they're, all, they're always really good because I was like really small. And they would always advise really young people to come up and join them for the night, which is, you know, amazing <laughs> for me at that age. And that's when I got my first kind of um, taste for playing live music in front mm. of people um, an, an older group of people which was just really nice I'd say possibly a bit more patient and you know playing sessions etc and kind of getting a feel for stagecraft performance etc led you to begin writing songs kind of talk to us a little bit about your start as a songwriter what made you want to to, to expound upon playing and into composition and some of your kind of informing influences I know you were kind of talking about Amy Winehouse happening right at an important time for you? Yeah, I think um, my earliest memory of writing the song, I was, uh, I'd say I was 12 years old again, and my my dad just bought me my first guitar. Um, so I always really, really wanted to sing, and I just started throwing some lyrics down. But like, you know, back then, the lyrics were really, really simple. I was, you know, wasn't, you know, I didn't know what I was talking about quite yet, but... Uh, I'd like to think that um, I've gotten more uh, advanced and, you know, grew up a bit and was able to talk about um, my experiences and stuff as I got older. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure, like, 
in terms of like not knowing what we're talking about, I don't think any of us knew what we were talking about when we were strangling open chords and kind of mimicking the things that we were seeing and the experiences, I suppose, that we hoped to have or longed to have really as adults. Um, again, just through the frame of reference of music and popular culture, kind of everything that we'd received. I think that I think that's kind of natural um, as well. Fast forward a couple of years and you get your start in the Cork School of Music, which has been a massively important facility, not only to classical music and not only to the development of pop music in the city, but also to the city's DIY scene. Kind of every stratum of Cork musical life is there, from the Cork Orchestral Society to members of Houseu Records. I suppose talk to us a little bit about heading into the School of Music, what you were expecting and the experience that you had in there, not only performing on your own, but also interacting with other musicians and the culture of music that's in there. Yeah, I am. When I started, I, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. I was going in as a, to be a vocalist, and mm. that was my instrument that I was going to learn for the next four years. So you had the pop degree? Yeah, the pop degree. Um, but um, there were so many other things that I didn't realize that we were going to do when I got to third year. Um, I did uh, arranging as a module, and I did songwriting as a module as well. And the lectures are just unbelievable. Like, I... I had like no, no like theory whatsoever going into the into the college. Like if anyone had asked me to write out a piece of music for them, I I wouldn't have been able to at all. But um, yeah, like I I think when I the first week I got in there, one of the lecturers came up to me and he was like, he kind of knew that I didn't know anything, and he was kind of saying, um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna speed up really quick, so. You know, you better start learning it now. And I think I learned like the lines of the staves on the actual treble class and everything that that one week. Mm. So it was a bit nerve wracking. <laughs> In terms of it, then kind of feeding into your experience as a live musician, did getting a better grip on theory and all of that, you know, via your time in there, like how did that affect you going forward then as a songwriter and as a musician? Um. Yeah, it was really good. Um, because um, I was kind of able to get this language after a while to kind of try and tell people what I actually had been uh, imagining, imagining in my head, you know, and to be able to explain it in a musical way was like one of the goals I was really hoping to learn from from being in, in that in that course. Um, but uh, yeah, even being in that course, I I met the people that are actually in my original band now and. I wouldn't have met them if I had, hadn't gone there. We'll talk in a little bit about your original band and how you managed to pull a live lineup together. Uh, but before we do that, um, let's kind of play a little bit of compare and contrast because, you know, on a weekly basis, I find myself writing for various outlets about music in Cork City. And I notice, you know, some similarities and some distinctions between original music culture in Cork City and in West Cork. Naturally, West Cork has had, you know, thriving venues down over the years and a very definite spine of support for live music in all its forms um, which has been neck and neck with Cork City for years Connolly's of Lep uh, DeBarra's of Clonakilty to a lesser extent Leavis's Ballad of Hob um, I suppose talk to us a little bit about the differences and the connections that you've seen over the years between the music communities in the city and out west um, Yeah I don't know I feel like I haven't done major amount of gigs down in West Cork at all uh, in the last few years. So it's definitely changed a lot for me for even being down in West Cork. But um, 
I feel like there's a real um, um, music scene happening now in Cork City and it's just great and like most of the bands that are playing in Cork City I'm, I've become friends with kind of you're ending up in this kind of community and like kind of knowing everybody mm. and um, yeah there's just a really nice community in Cork I feel but uh, West Cork's hard because you have to travel quite quite a distance to get out to Connolly's or the bars even if you're living in Cork City yeah you know, when we yeah. come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your new EP, Young Naive Me, and the process of assembling a live band. But first, we're going to go to some more tunes happening on the Saturday at 2pm inside in the Griffith College Chapel, I believe, as part of the lineup of the Saturday of Quiet Lights Festival, is the Chapel Sessions, which is a fantastic all-ages session dedicated to more experimental avant-garde stuff that fits within the folk improvisational remit, shall we say, of Quiet Lights Festival. And we got two of the artists that are playing that particular session coming up. Coming up, we got Crevice, ambient experimental minimalist beats with Sludge Gore taken from their In Heart tape released in twenty late 2017, I believe, uh, via Fort Evil Fruit. And Maya Sophia with the wife of Michael Cleary taken from her brand new album, Bath Time, available for pre-order now from her band camp. But first, this is Crevice with Sludge Gore here on Red On Red.
Hagia Sophia with the wife of Michael Cleary available now for pre-order as part of her new album Bath Time available via her Bandcamp, playing the chapel sessions this Saturday afternoon as part of Quiet Lights Festival this is Red on Red and we're still joined over the phone by Eve Clegg also performing at Quiet Lights this weekend in a double headliner on Friday night with Mita Houlihan 8.30 at Collins and Earlier on in the year, Eve, you released uh, an EP in April, uh, Young Naive Me, which is available now across all of your streaming services. Um, maybe, I suppose, bring us into the process, first of all, of writing it and then the recording, post-production and creative processes. Just your own personal experience regarding where the songs came from, how they manifested themselves and the process of working with others to realise them. Yeah, yeah. Um... I suppose uh, the track Young Naive Me is really about um, kind of a, a heartbreak, to be honest. Um, I wrote it in like um, third year in college and um, originally it was actually a really slow, slow song. And uh, then I brought it to um, my arranging uh, module and it, it just completely changed from there. And I ha- actually had uh, loads of horns on it. Um, and uh, string section as well, but uh, I uh, I took those out, and then I when I met up with the with the band members, we just ended up going into a more kind of a boppy head kind of feel, kind mm. of um, soul soul pop I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's totally different now, but uh, not not exactly what I imagined when I when I was first writing it. I suppose that kind of happens with a lot of songs as well when you're put in a room with a, with a, with a bunch of people. Mm. Was the EP itself uh, recorded at the School of Music? What was the production you know, or post-production like? Um, it was actually recorded in Wavefield Studios in Clannacilty by Brian Casey. Brian Casey, yeah. He used to play in uh, Screen Reader, um, West Cork, Alt Rockers. They've been busy with kind of more Nirvana type stuff, but they've got like two solid albums worth of the kind of self-recorded um, alternative rock stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, his stuff is um, his own stuff is quite heavy. Like you know, he's 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 a really good guy to have um, in the room with you. Um, he always has like he's really good for vocal takes. Actually, I uh, he was always because I I played with him before. I did a tiny tour with him um, for this band. He actually recorded Bean Dolan's band, and we we went on a mini tour around Ireland. So he kind of knows my voice uh, pretty well. So when we were in the studio, he was he was just really good for being like, "Come on, you have you have a better you have a better one in you." So he was really good for that, and he threw a few ideas at us as well, which is just great. And yeah, just a lovely guy. What's the process like of kind of working with a producer, especially someone like Brian, who's kind of been through the ringer before, in terms of bringing your ideas to him? Kind of, I suppose, just talk to us about the level of trust that's necessary to kind of sit down with somebody else outside of that and you know obviously you brought a lot of the arrangements for this EP into college etc and worked with others on it but when it came time to kind of have it kind of put to your name kind of talk to us a little bit about that whole process well most of the songs were actually we um was with the five guys in the band that we kind of put our heads together about it Mm. and uh when we went in live to do the studio we actually um we recorded everything with the band so the only thing that's recorded separately from all the songs is uh, my vocal and my guitar. Um, and then um, I think Brian threw in a few kind of, you know, 
maybe more production y kind of sounds to some just a little bit, but a re- really effective stuff as well. Just great. Totally opened up a new world. Speaking of opening up a new world for tunes, you mentioned earlier the five lads that accompany you as a live band as well as in-studio collaborators. I suppose talk to us a little bit about the process of assembling a live band for your music as you have done from Cork's, mostly Cork's jazz and soul scene. Would that be correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, all the lads are from Cork. Um, my brother, Sam Clegg, he's, uh, he's, in it, he's on it. Um, he's uh, playing electric guitar. And then I have two other lads that are actually in the band Shukra. Mm. Um, Dermot McCork, Dermot McCork uh, on keyboard. And I have uh, Brian Dunley on bass. And um, on drums, I have uh, Paul, Paul Leonard. But I suppose maybe bring us into the process of realising kind of what what part each of these musicians kind of had to play, etc. How you came across their work and the process of kind of going up to someone and going... Uh, would you play on my tunes there, please? <laughs> yeah, um, I I just think they're amazing players. Um, I I've seen um, Dermot and uh, uh, Brian play with Shukri quite a bit, and I was in uh, the same year as Brian on bass, and they're just really good players. Like they're very. Um, what I really liked about them is that their improvisation skills just just amazing, and um, I met Paul Leonard in college too. He was uh, three years above me in college, and um, uh, yeah, we just ended up hanging out quite a bit. And I just really loved his drumming on another few people's stuff that he's been on. And then, of course, my brother. Like you know, I I'd always be looking for my brother's opinion about things, and um, and he he's he's just the best to have around growing up as well. Like you know, for as a as musicianship mm. you know in terms then of kind of bringing all of these people together and heading into a studio space knocking the heads together as you say talk to us a little bit about the process of taking your arrangements etc and making sense of them with a live band uh, kind of knocking them into shape what was that whole process like um so i'd um i'd write the songs by myself at home uh so i usually Sometimes it would be lyrics or a melody that I'd write first, or it it could be a guitar part that I would write first, and then I'd put the lyrics. So I'd write the lyrics and the and the kind of chords and stuff. And then um, when I'm kind of happy with that, I'd introduce the song to the to the lads, and they just kind of play around it. And you know, some you know sometimes they would be like, "How do we make this bit better?" We kind of take out bits. And stuff that I just wouldn't have thought we would have before, but um, yeah, it's really it's it's really interesting playing with another five people with a song you've been working on for maybe a month or two by yourself, you know, and then having to bring it in. But, uh, yeah. I suppose kind of showing that much of yourself again and the experiences to kind of inform the lyrics, inform putting together the melodies as well. Um, I can imagine that's a, a bit of a personal vulnerability as well because you mentioned like young naive me comes from a place. Uh, you know, a very personal place. Um, was there ever is there ever any kind of apprehension in that respect in kind of bringing ideas into a a collaborative creative process like that? Oh yeah, um, like um, a lot of it is very personal. And um, what I like about it is that like no one actually really knows, you know, where they like no one knows what I'm feeling or usually, but um, 
you know, I, I do like kind of writing about my own feelings and stuff, but sometimes it could be, you know, if people listen to it, sometimes they can they can uh, connect to it or even, um, you know, they've experienced the same thing. Um, I have a song on my EP called uh, In Needing Others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never realized before, but it's, it's actually like um, kind of about like, um, you know, if you're not always alone, like there's always people there. And that's when the chorus comes in when it's like you need another. Um, and I, yeah, I just thought that was a, a song that I didn't really think that would have a massive impact on some people that I've heard. People come up to me being like, that's a great song. So it really is the power of relatability and bringing personal experience yeah. to music. And yeah. then from the studio, from the creative process straight into playing live. You know, you've gigged around Cork a good bit now, including the likes of Quarter Block Party. You're playing Quiet Lights this weekend. Maybe talk to us a little bit about your experiences in playing on the Cork scene. How you feel about the scene in Cork at the minute, the venue situation in town at the moment, um, the kind of changes that have been happening in the last couple of years to the city itself. Yeah, um, I think uh, the the keynote has actually been starting up with a new management and seems to be some great music happening there over the last few months. Um I played I played there I think twice in the last three months and yeah, it was a really lovely turnout that came out to it like, you know, um and uh, I love playing in plugged records as well. Um upstairs in the roundy. Like, like the space. It's just really nice. Uh but yeah <clears throat> yeah me to Mida and I have this will be our kind of our second gig playing as a on the same as the same double show. How are you feeling heading into that show then on Friday? Um, I'm really excited about it. I I haven't played with my original band in Collins yet, so um, I've been been kind of planning to do to do one there for a while now. So delighted to be a part of it of Quiet Lights Festival and get the opportunity to play there. Just such a nice space, like. So it's really when I when I see a band playing there, it just feels like you know um, the crowd are just very connected to to the to the band, and the band's really connected to the audience. Just such a lovely vibe in there. It is such a beautiful room. And speaking of Quiet Lights Festival, when we come back, we'll take a quick rundown through the schedule for the weekend of gigs, conversations, and screenings for Quiet Lights. But first, we're gonna go back to some more tunes. Two more artists playing this Saturday afternoon at the Chapel Sessions at Griffith College up on the north side. By two tunes, I mean two sides of the same artist. Uh, We have Mantua, uh, the new improvisational project of Elaine Malone with Something's Happened Up at the Old Mill and under her own name, uh, Elaine Malone, we have Mindless. And I know your brother Sam has played with Elaine on occasion as well. Kind of. I've heard her music so much because my brother actually recorded her EP and... uh, she recorded it in my house, uh, in the next bedroom. <laughs> so I'd wake up to her music like some mornings or afternoons or come home from wherever and they'd be playing in the house. Land was such a wonderful EP as well. Kind of what was that like to to live with as it was you know, as it was forming and becoming a thing? Um it's quite heavy music, so I sometimes I would be going mad after hearing hearing the same song maybe 15 times in a row, but uh, no, it was great. Um, it was really nice to to hear her play it um, 
uh, when she released it and she had her her gig up in, um, I think it was in the Friary. Yeah, I remember that gig and it was just really lovely to just see everything being put together for her. Um, but yeah, I used to come home and like my brother would have his amplifier in my bedroom <laughs> to, re- to record him playing guitar over the tracks as well. And I was just like, okay, you can't... <laughs> This is my room. You can't put yourself in my room. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that way. It sounds like yeah. a hugely involved process. Um, we're going to hear the, the fruits of that process momentarily with Mindless from Elaine Malone's Land EP. But first, this is Mantua with an improvisation recorded at Plugged Records of all places taken from her new tape of the same name. This is Something's Happened Up at the Old Mill here on Red on Red. Thank you. 
Elaine Malone with Mindless taken from her Land EP available now for streaming across all streaming services and playing this Saturday afternoon at Griffith College Cork's Chapel as part of the Chapel Sessions an intimate session of new music as part of Quiet Lights Festival happening at venues around the city this weekend this is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast and right now we're going to take a look at the schedule for Quiet Lights Festival happening throughout the weekend with full information, ticket links, etc. over at quietlights.net. Friday kicks off with an opening show at St. Peter's Centre on North Main Street with Cormac Begley and Liam O'Connor, two of the finest traditional performers gigging in Ireland today, teaming up in a unique collaboration. That's at half five over at St. Peter's. Half seven at the Triscoll Christchurch on Tobin Street features singer-songwriter Peter Broderick playing a long-awaited headline set that marks that particular venue's contribution to proceedings while at the same time over in Cove of all places at the beautiful seaside Sirius Arts Centre at the old Yacht Centre in Cove Chamberfolk outfit Sun Collective play an intimate gig in the unique settings over at the Great Island area. 8 o'clock over at the chapel at Griffith College on Wellington Road. Something that adds a real kind of unique atmosphere and a real sense of place to Quiet Lights. Ye Vagabonds are joined by Breed Chamboul for a fantastic intimate session and a venue that kind of really has to be seen and experienced to be believed. Last year with uh, Katie Kim and Rady Pete was a tremendous experience. I don't know that was one thing that kind of people were coming away from last year's festival, talking about. Meanwhile, at half nine over at Collins on Friday, we're talking to her this episode. Eve Clegg joined on stage by fellow Clonakilty singer-songwriter Mida Houlihan for a double headlining show following the success of their Debaras excursion. We were talking about that a little bit earlier on and we heard from both of these artists at the very top of our show. This one is going to sell out quick. Uh, Collins, of course, a lovely intimate room, well suited to the vibes on display. Tickets, 10 euro. Saturday kicks off with a number of free and easily accessible events as part of Quiet Lights Festival's Conversations Strand. The action kicks off at 12pm at Plugged, upstairs in the Roundy on Castle Street with Culture Vultures. Tony Clayton Lee, of course, a long-running veteran of Irish music journalism, currently freelancing for the Irish Times, among others, chairing discussions featuring Miles O'Reilly, videographer, music documentarian, etc., as well as Maya Sophia, singer-songwriter that we heard from earlier, and Michelle Delay. That's kicking off at 12 o'clock, upstairs in the Roundy, Plugged Records. Admission is free. 2pm over at the Crawford Arts Gallery at Emmett Place, just a five-minute or so walk away. Cayman Gilmore performs new work for double bass and you know a bit of an injection of classical and contemporary music uh, into all the proceedings with all the folk conversation and spoken word going along very definitely playing into a passion of uh, Booker Jonathan Pearson's in particular his experience with the Forte Music Festival that happened in town a couple of years ago that's 2pm and that's absolutely free 3pm as we mentioned over at the Griffith College Chapel is the Chapel Sessions, a bit of an all-afternoon session featuring some of the cream of more experimental and avant-garde songwriting coming from the city, including Mantua playing a full improvised set, All the Brave Hunters, Crevice, Elaine Malone and Maya Sophia. A fantastic lineup in a fantastic venue on the Saturday. Also happening at 3 o'clock is a bit of a unique addition to the conversation strand as the visual artist and the CEO of the Crash Ensemble, Neva Elliott, talks about how to access funding as an independent artist of any discipline. And if you think that sounds a bit too good to be true, just consider that Neva not only operates as a visual artist, but as somebody that artist manages, performs and plays and has helped lead the Crash Ensemble to their current provenance. 
in the world of contemporary classical music in Ireland. So want to get to specifically for those looking to make their first steps onto the public funding ladder happening at Bobo Cafe downstairs in the Gluxman Gallery on the grounds of UCC. Half five upstairs in Plugged is the Rebel Matters live podcast uh, focusing this episode on cultural and social entrepreneurship, its challenges, its rewards and its future. Of course, that's hosted by Inland I hope I'm getting this right, Ainley O'Carrollon, but featuring contributions from Shiva Quinlan, a creative producer, Ashling O'Reardon of, of The Good Room, It Takes a Village, and other cultural events, as well as Emmett Condon of Homebeat and the Another Love Story Festival. That's happening upstairs at half five in Plugged on Castle Street, and that is completely free. 7pm at Winthrop Avenue on Caroline Street. We mentioned it at the top of the show. This very podcast takes on the second of two live podcast recordings happening that day in Winthrop Avenue. We're talking with Miles O'Reilly. We'll be talking to him about his body of work as a musician, as a videographer, and as a music documentarian, including his stewardship of the second season upcoming of the This Ain't No Disco online show. Of course, the spiritual successor to the 90s alternative Irish television classic of much the same name, No Disco. Of course, was a fantastic memory for all of us that grew up with alternative music. And Again, a Cork connection. The original, of course, being filmed at RTE Cork and this new edition being hosted by the original host himself, Donald Deneen. That's happening at 7pm on Caroline Street in Winthrop Avenue, the side of the new Cypress Avenue complex. Half seven at Live at St. Luke's and as far as I know, this one is sold out. Lancome on the launch trail for their third album, The Live Long Day. An absolutely singular piece of work that kind of really, that really kind of sets the standard for how traditional music and really the Irish song collecting tradition can be perceived and made something new of as well. An absolutely amazing progression from a landmark album in Beneath the Earth and Sky. Tickets are sold out. You can try asking around for one. You can try inside in the Facebook event. But as far as I know, this one is Rammers at St. Luke's over on St. Luke's Cross. Upstairs, however, at nine o'clock in Plugged Records, Rosa Nutty, Limoncello, and Lowly, a triple headliner of new music as part of the remit of Quiet Lights Festival to be followed by Quiet Lights Festival Club kicking off a half ten till late with music and selections from various people involved with Quiet Lights Festival. Taking things over to Sunday and the 12 o'clock, Miles O'Reilly screens his newest work, Backwards to Go Forwards, a treatise on the new generation of Irish traditional music and what the future holds for the genre, an hour-long film that is screening for free at the Kino on Washington Street Sunday morning. Half One, also at the Kino, is a live podcast from The Point of Everything, a former guest of ours here on the podcast, Owen O'Sullivan, talking with Junior Brother, a deeply idiosyncratic singer-songwriter from Kerry, if you've not had the pleasure of experiencing him live, and very definitely a lively conversation subject, one definitely not to be missed. Half One at the Kino, 3pm, 3pm at Collins Bar on Douglas Street on Sunday, Anamika, an idiosyncratic folk voice in her own right and a multi-instrumentalist performing across guitar and bouzouki as well as with collaborators in a full band setup. Performing music from debut long player Idle Mind available now across streaming services and on Bandcamp. At 4pm, meanwhile, over at the Kino, a screening of selected works of music documentary from Miles O'Reilly, of course, the featured artist throughout the course of Quiet Lights Festival and some essential pieces of live music video to take the venue through the afternoon. Meanwhile, at 6pm, also happening at the Kino, Junior Brother plays his live headlining set, helping bring the festival to a close with his, uh, as we said earlier, deeply idiosyncratic mix of the Irish folk tradition 
and English poetry. Of course, support there from John Francis Flynn, while the festival's closing party takes us back over to Collins at 8pm on Douglas Street with Rosie Plain of This Is The Kit performing a solo set. For more information, for ticket prices and to purchase tickets online, head to quietlights.net for a full synopsis of all manner of events. And we go now to two artists performing as part of that Sunday lineup. Coming up, we have Anamika performing at 3pm at Collins with If, taken from her Idle Mind album. But first, this is Junior Brother with the back of her here on Red on Red. sight of home I have courage so you know there's a pit in me as well it's this scared soldier as is on French this feeling reminds me of the back of a
This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast. And Eve Clegg, before we wrap up the show, uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about gigs that you have upcoming, uh, where we can find you on social media, and any shout-outs, curses, shopping lists, etc. that you have to share with, with, with people. Yeah, um, I don't really have any shows coming up, really, besides this one. But um, I am definitely planning on booking some more shows. Um I think I'm playing the corner house at some stage in February. Probably follow me on um, Facebook or Instagram, and I will probably be putting up all my dates and stuff then when I when I try to organise some for myself. <laughs> I haven't yet contacted anyone really, but and, I will. <laughs> and the Young Naive Me EP is available for streaming across digital services. Uh, is there anywhere that we can pick it up physically? Yeah. Um, I, I have I have them at home on on a CD, so uh, you could probably email me if you'd like one. It's uh, eveplague1 at gmail.com. Or they can catch um, one from you in person this Friday night at uh, Collins. Yeah, I'll be selling them at Collins too. Yeah. Class. Yeah. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and Red Extra. Thank you very much to Eve Clegg for joining us this episode. Yeah, thank you. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe, leave a review on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other podcasting platforms. Every like, every share, every subscription helps us spread the word of DIY music in Cork City. And make sure to check out the artists featured online or an upcoming gig, including this weekend for Quiet Lights Festival. Of course, the Red on Red podcast happening Saturday afternoon at 5pm and 7pm, respectively, 
at Winthrop Avenue speaking with Ophelia McCabe, rapper, storyteller, producer, educator, the whole nine yards, and Miles O'Reilly, music documentarian and videographer respectively, including the co-creator of acclaimed online show This Ain't No Disco. If you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. Eve, we're wrapping up the show with Young Naive Me, the title track of your EP. I know you kind of sh- shared the inspiration behind it. You've shared the creative process behind it. How do you feel about the song now as a finished product? Um, yeah, it's really weird to listen to it. Um, now, I think the last time I listened to it was actually driving my brother away to, Glas- to Glasgow about a month ago. Uh, it's totally different now for me to play live, like, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's nice to listen to it now and again. We're about to listen to it right now. This is Eve Clegg with Young Naive Me. This has been Red on Red. And we'll talk to you next week. Young naivety Happens to be the thing we do Listening to everyone speaking, speaking at no one's request. Every word you speak, I'll freak or even sneak. I pick, but you're weak. Young, naive me. I will believe every word you say. For some to trust, not be your most, but you tore my dignity. I will believe